0: What's up, y'all? This is Bitch 2 with another episode of Bitches Love Sports. Uh, bitch 1 is supposed to be joining me, but she's running a little bit late, so I'm going to go ahead and get started. Um, so, the U.S. women's basketball team. Man, y'all are so much fun to watch. <laughs> like, Asia Wilson, for real, for a first-time Olympian, Like, almost every time I watch a team sport in the Olympics, they talk about the first-time Olympians and talk about how the experience is new. And the first-timers, you can tell they're a little bit nervous. Um, A lot of times, they don't perform the same way that they perform domestically. But Asia Wilson has just really shown up for her team and contributed in amazing ways. Um, That game against Japan, I wasn't really sure what to expect. It's interesting to see how different countries bring different styles to the game. Because when I heard that their tallest players were 6'1", and there were only two people at this height, me thinking the way that I think about basketball, I'm like, okay, well, you know, this shouldn't be too hard. But it was actually back and forth in the beginning there for a while. And Japan just brought this interesting style of play, like, especially on the defensive side, it's like, they they were catching the US players like right around midcourt and just staying on them with this smothering annoying style of defense that just it, it's like even though they the the height advantage wasn't on their side it just looked like they were they were like we're just going to disrupt you in any way we can we're going to disrupt the offense in any way that we can and then on the offensive side they were just shooting threes and so they were getting more points per successful attempt and so it and they weren't just shooting threes Um, (laughs) if you didn't watch the game they did they did uh you know shoot some layups and things like that but they shot a lot of threes compared to you know what you would normally see from a typical team but yeah it was just an interesting approach to the game and it actually worked until the U.S. women's basketball team was pretty much like okay, you can play this smothering style of defense if you want, but we're just going to speed up our ball movement and take our shots faster and pass the ball faster, pass the ball more. I mean, the movement of the ball on the women's side, it was just like catch, pass, catch, pass, catch, shoot. There was no hesitation. It's almost like they were telepathic. It was crazy. Um, But that was just really fun to watch how they made that adjustment in response to Japan's defense and eventually pulled away and won that game. And then the game against France. Man, that was a tough one. I was really hoping that they would just not only win, but knock France out of the competition because France was probably the most formidable opponent against the U.S. women's basketball team that I've seen in the games that I've that I've watched. It was another game that was really back and forth. I think there were like, four lead changes and five ties in the first half. I don't think I ever felt comfortable in the idea of of the US winning until like the the very last minute of the game. So that was another fun one to watch. So they, they beat France, but France is still in the tournament. So maybe we'll see them again down the line. Maybe we won't, we'll see. But congrats to the women's basketball team for being headed to the quarterfinals. Now on the men's side, let's talk about what's been happening with USA men's basketball. The USA men's basketball team is headed to the quarterfinals, thank goodness. The beginning of that game against the Czech Republic made me a little bit nervous. The starting lineup, it seemed like they put out the same guys who really brought the right energy and showed up against Iran. So it was Lillard, Booker, Durant, Holiday, and Adebayo. I saw them go out, I was feeling good about it. But the game started and something was clearly off. They weren't shooting well. They seemed hesitant and slow. And their defense just wasn't effective. But then Draymond Green came on like end of the first quarter. He came off the bench and he just set a whole different tone for the game. He started scoring and it was like the energy changed. And by the second quarter, it was a whole different game. There was actually a period where it was like, KD, Draymond, Middleton, Holiday, and Adebayo. And that combo just really helped change the tide. And then Tatum came off the bench and scored 27 points. He had a great game. Uh, Zach Levine showed up, and he helped out too. 13 points, 6 assists. Just really good stuff from the second quarter moving forward. So I was watching that and trying to figure out what exactly happened. Because looking at that starting lineup, you would think, that they would have had a good start based on how those guys played against Iran. And I wanted to say that it was just that a different style of play was needed against the Czech Republic, and that's not entirely wrong. But the starting lineup, honestly, if I'm honest, they just did not show up ready. There were missing shots, there were unnecessary fouls, the ball movement was hesitant. I mean, I was just really glad that the coaches adjusted the lineup and figured out the right combo to put out on the floor. So we'll see who they decide to use against Spain tonight. Um, I personally predict we'll see Tatum starting. Even the fans on Twitter were asking for that to happen. Like, every tweet was like, oh, snap. Hey, it's bitch one. (laughs) Sorry, Um, I'm I'm a little late. My All right, name. y'all, bitch one just showed up. So you're just in time. I'm actually in the middle of talking about the USA men's basketball game against uh, Czech Republic. Did you mm, see it?
1: Mm-hmm, your
0: favorite. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what did you see? What did you think?
1: <clears throat> I mean, I saw they won. Uh, let's see. They won, and they are going to the quarterfinals. Yep. Good job. Good see y'all. Katie became the top scorer in men's Olympic gospel history. Hey, yes. What's props up? yes, props to him. Props to you. Um, Draymond Green is making 100% of his shots during the Olympics, so shout so out to you too. Um, but, like, honestly, like, 100%. What the fuck?
0: Like, I don't 100%. even know. He just goes out there and it's just like, let <laughs> me just load the ball. Have you ever seen Pleasantville? Uh-huh. That movie where it's just like it was like the black and white, and it was just like uh, it was like it was making fun of like shows in the fifties where like all the players always made their shots. That's what I was thinking of. So when <laughs> I was
1: watching, it doesn't matter where you throw it at, exactly it where you're at, like you're gonna it's make just the going shot. Up.
0: <laughs> um,
1: Jason Tatum came off the bench and show up in a big. Big, big way for the team. 27
0: points, and
1: he was looking good
0: in his defense as well. OMG, he really was. <laughs> he was looking crazy good in that game.
1: Hold up, hold up. So, why do you have that look on your face? Huh? You usually just, like, smile so
0: big when you talk about your boy Devin. Um, I'm just not sure how I feel about Devin Booker right now. I mean,
1: you know, I wasn't going to say anything. But yeah, he didn't really have a very good
0: game. Okay, okay. (laughs) Not very good. That's kind of an understatement. It was fucking awful. Like, it it was terrible. This man scored five points. And two of those are from free free throws. He somehow had more turnovers than made shots. One three-pointer... Three turnovers. <laughs> it's
1: just so sad.
0: And on top of all that, he fouled out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he had this great game against Iran, and then this is what he follows up with. Like, for real? That's why I smile whenever I think about Jason Tatum, because, like, with Devin, like, I, I just don't think I can keep doing this.
1: Doing what? Sticking with the girls, your favorite player?
0: Like, yeah. It's just the back and forth, just not knowing which Devin is gonna show up on game night. Like, I find myself so disappointed, but then he has a big game, flashes a cute grin while he's on the bench or something, and I just get, I get reeled right back in. <laughs> oh, Lord. But he did the same thing during the finals though. One game he contributes like 30 something points with a plus minus of like positive 10, and then the next game it's like 10 points with a plus minus of negative 13. And then he had a couple big 40-something point games, but then in game six, with everything on the line, he, shoot, he makes eight out of 22 shots, 19 points, six turnovers, a negative 15 plus minus. It's like he's playing with my emotions, and he just doesn't <laughs> even care.
1: Wow, so well, what are you going to do about it?
0: I think I need to say something to Devin. Dear Devin. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real, for real. Dear Devin. Devin, look, babe, this is, (laughs) this is hard for me to say, but this isn't working. I need consistency. I need to know where this is going. Do you want to be a dependable starter? Do you want to be an all-star? Do you want, do you want to be consistent on offense and reliable on defense? It's not enough for me to want this. You have to want this. Now, I trust that our fan-player relationship means enough to you for you to work on yourself and be the Devin that I know you can be. And when you're ready to be that Devin, I'll be here. I'll be waiting. But in the meantime, just don't take it too personally if I give a little bit more attention to Damian Lillard or Jason Tatum or even Zach Levine. You will always have a special place in my heart, but I have needs as a fan and they're just not being met right now. So are are you done? What? Are you done? I just feel like this
1: could have been a personal conversation. Maybe you'll need, like, counseling. I don't know. Go see a sports psychologist or something. I can't believe you're coming at me like this right now. <laughs> girl, girl, I'm going
0: through something.
1: Girl, <laughs> girl, listen, listen. I don't want to support you, but you knew who he was before you made him your favorite. Like, you knew, you knew exactly what you were going for.
0: The signs were there, and you just chose to ignore them. Let's just be real. Okay, see, I feel like you wouldn't be coming at me like this if the Suns had won the finals, though.
1: But did they, though? Because they didn't.
0: So. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I see how it is. I'm going through something with my favorite player. And this is what you do. Okay. You don't
1: have to go through this, through all this. That's all I'm saying. There are plenty of fish in the sea. You know, plenty of other players on the court that would love to have you cheer for them and tweeting about them and talking about them on the podcast. Tatum is better on both sides of the ball. And he has a good smile. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, and this is really true, he has bigger and nicer arms than
0: Booker. So that's just one example. I'm oh just my saying. God. I'm, saying. That's just, that's, I'm just. He saying. does have nice arms, though. Um, okay, I got you. We can move on. I mean it may seem harsh but it just needed to be said. Okay, okay. Yeah. Like I'm I'm done. <laughs> uh, especially since we, we have more important things to discuss, we we can move on. Yeah. I will I will learn how to get through this. All right, we're good. We good. Okay. Now we can,
1: Now that we're past this, let's talk about the women's soccer team and their game against Canada. Wow, wow. So sad. This uh, a
0: historical he was historical though for several reasons. It was, but not the reasons I would have liked it to Whoa, be. A 100%, star goal. 100%. So, <laughs> um, US is not going to the gold medal game for the second time. They went to the first five oh. gold medal games, and now, once again, they're not going. Uh, fans on Twitter calling for the coach's head. They want him out of there.
1: <laughs> I, it was
0: just. Okay, go ahead. I. I I will say, I don't watch enough soccer. I don't know enough to know if this is a situation where the coach should be fired. Um, But the people who do seem to watch a lot of soccer seem pretty sure the coach should be fired. I mean, I don't know
1: about fired, but he did make a lot of decisions that were very questionable. Like, I don't know, switching players at weird times. And I don't know. It 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 was weird for me to watch. It just seemed like it wasn't that cohesive team on this game like they were not um like focused on each other they weren't they it didn't seem like they were trusting each other on the field it was just it was just a weird game to watch i don't know if i would full blame the the
0: coach for this but i don't know i mean that's that's kind of what people were saying was that it was because of his his roster decisions mm-hmm. and because of his lineup decisions yeah mm-hmm. um and they even asked Megan Rapinoe about it during the the post game interview that mm-hmm. she did, and she was clearly emotional. But oh, when when they said that the team didn't look cohesive, she didn't refute that. She yeah. wasn't like, "Oh mm-hmm. no, we were good. We just had a rough game." Or the better team won. Well, the idea of Rapino saying the better team won when she <laughs> lost is <was> laughable. <laughs> that would never happen, even if it were true. But <laughs> but you know, when when they asked her about it, why the team just couldn't seem to come together and couldn't gel, she was just like, "I don't know." But one thing that she did say, she, she said something along the lines of um, we just we, we haven't uh, found our joy or we haven't had joy mm-hmm. during this time. And I thought it was interesting because she's not the first Olympian to mention not having fun or not being mm-hmm. joyful during the preparation and competition leading up to and during the Olympics. And just with all the conversations about mental health. And these Olympians that keep saying we're not having fun, we're not experiencing joy, it's just got me wondering if we're just, like, trying to entertain ourselves by watching a bunch of miserable people. (laughs) Like, I mean, that sounds funny, but I'm serious. Like, what if we're just watching a bunch of miserable people that are trying to, like, fill this void in their life or just fulfill their obligations by competing in these contests that, you know, we take seriously and that we enjoy watching, but they are not feeling this at all. I feel like most of them, like, feed off
1: of the crowd being there and, you know, like, cheering for them and all that stuff and not having that, I feel like it's affecting them in a way that we don't, like, it's not really talked about or I haven't seen really, like, you know, I don't know, like, to me, when I play... It it really it's 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 a big deal. It's 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 a it's a big factor in how my team is playing or how I am playing, depending on how the crowd is, how they're cheering or how they're not. You know,
0: really, um, yeah. I think I be so in my head when I'm playing. Like I've never paid attention to whether or
1: not the crowd affects me. <laughs> I mean, I have a lot of anxiety, so to me, like playing in front of nobody is cool, mm-hmm. but having. People that I know they're there for my team, it does help like pushing myself farther and and you know be a better player. I
0: will say this, I do believe that that the energy does make a difference to a certain degree. I don't know if it's ever made enough of a difference for me to literally not have fun, but I mean people transfer energy to one another all the time. So mm-hmm. so yeah, when you do something good. It's a different experience than when you do something good and people cheer for you. Right, right, exactly. You know? mm-hmm. So, so maybe that is it, or maybe it's something else. I was, um, as I was watching the women's basketball game against uh, against France. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that was a tough one. <laughs> um, they were talking about how at this Olympics, uh, the athletes are not allowed to watch other disciplines so like oh, a basketball player can't, can't
1: go to see other games
0: no oh, a basketball no. player can't like go watch the track and field competition or gymnastics so that's why the men's and women's teams have been watching each other and and it's really nice that they're supporting each other yeah. um like the the women's basketball team actually changed their practice time so that they could all go to Aww. the men's game versus spain Aww. like that's really sweet you that's know that's cute yes but you know, I, I still don't know all of the restrictions that are being placed on the athletes at the right. Olympics, mm-hmm. but that that much has at least been stated. So if that if they're at least dealing with that, who knows what other kind mm-hmm. of restrictions they might be under <clears throat> that are just making this whole experience kind of miserable. Not to mention the, the restrictions that we know a lot of people have dealt right. with mm-hmm. in the years leading up to this and preparing for this.
1: Do you also think like all this... Like, maybe they didn't want to go because of the COVID stuff and, like, they were sort of, like, you know, in a pickle, like, oh, either I go or I lose, you know, like, and they're not really, like, enjoying themselves because they were sort of forced to do it.
0: Mm, I don't know if that would have been the choice. I don't know if it would have been either I go or I lose. Um, The choice might have been more difficult than that, like, just more nuanced like, maybe they're okay with going, but it's it's not go or lose. It's like, okay, I want to go, mm-hmm. but just all these restrictions, all the protocols are a little bit suffocating. Mm-hmm. Or they're sucking the fun out of the trip or they're making it hard for me to relax or be myself. Yeah. That that's one thing that I, that I will say I never liked about tournaments and away games. It's just that whole process of not sleeping in my own bed, having oh, to yeah. figure out a different routine, oh, like yeah. getting there early the and time trying change to do
1: most of the time too. Yeah, the time
0: change. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of times we were playing at different times than when we practice. It was right. like we normally practice mm-hmm. in the evening and then you go to a tournament you got to game in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> a game in the morning. (laughs) And just making sure that I have the snacks and other comforts that I'm used to incorporating Mm -hmm. in my game day ritual. Yeah. And so it's like, that is weird enough.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: then if we we had to go to a tournament and they incorporated all sorts of other protocols, like you can't go to other teams' hotels. And Mm -hmm. there's no after party and whoa, you whoa. can't no. watch if <laughs> you can't watch other teams play you need to play your game and then go back to the hotel cuz we don't want too too much crowd mixing or or whatever no. you know that would be really frustrating like you can't yeah. go to the pool you can't
1: right like, <laughs> yeah 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 I'd be like well hold up then what am I going for you know like <laughs> right. I mean yeah, it's fun to play and like do these other things but like I like that's not the only reason you know like there's other stuff around the tournament and stuff
0: right so think about how that would feel multiply it times 10 and just imagine if that might be Locked what some of these room. people are dealing mm-hmm. with and like I said, it's just speculation, just putting that out there as things This that is people, just an opinion. <laughs> right, just, just thoughts we're putting out there as things that might be affecting people. Some other notable facts about this game. Uh, with this win, Canada snapped a 37-game winless streak against the U.S. 37 games, and they hadn't beaten us. Mm-hmm. It was the fourth time in the history that they've
1: played each other. The fourth time. Yeah, the first in 20 years, like, bro,
0: what? <laughs> and when you think about the fact that that goal was basically determined based off a few inches.
1: Well, yeah, that, you know, it's funny you say that because I, when I was watching the game, I was like, ah, I just hate when a team wins at a level like this, and like we well, you're, you're, there's so much that you're playing for in this game, and and for. A, Fucking penalty kick. Like, it's it just doesn't feel like it doesn't feel fair, you know. Like I understand, like the rules are the rules, and I know that's the game. I've been watching soccer all my life. I I I know, I get it. But it's just it's just
0: bittersweet, you know? Like it's right. not when we think about who is actually the better team, we don't think about the determination of who's better coming down to a penalty kick. Exactly. Yes, but that's, that way, on yes. that note, I will say this. If like let's say we had to give scores on performance, like gymnastics, right? Mm-hmm. Because in, in gymnastics, you don't score a point for every flip; you you get scored on your total performance and various aspects of it. Mm-hmm. If we had to look at Team USA and look at Team Canada in oh, that situation, no, yeah,
1: there's no doubt. <laughs> Canada, Canada
0: looks like they wanted it more to me. Yeah. They they looked uh-huh. they were more physical. They looked more aggressive, and and statistically, um it looked like USA would have been more dominant because they possessed the ball for more times. Uh-huh, 64. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. And if, I, if I'm correct, they took more shots. Yeah. Right?
1: Oh, yeah. On goal, it was like 2-4, to four, I think. Two for Canada, four to, for the U.S. And one of the Canada ones was the actual goal, you know, the kick, so it's right. like it doesn't really count because they didn't really work for that.
0: But using the eyeball test of just <laughs> who looked like they were actually going after it more... It really did just feel like Canada had a higher level of intensity. I game. think
1: that because of the history of the two teams going with like against each other, the US was a little too chill. You think so? I think so. I think they were they assumed that they were going to win and it was like because of the roster chosen and like everything, like how they did the changes and everything, it just, I don't know, it just, it just seemed like they were, they were not, like, they could have taken a lot more shots, and they, like, when they were at the very end, like, they were being aggressive, like, they were going for it, because. Yeah, when they realized they only had four minutes. (laughs) Exactly, 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 and I'm like, you could have played like this for a longer time, and, yeah, earlier, and I, probably you would have made it, you know, to the
0: finals, but... Hey. Maybe. Maybe at least I'd have a chance. You yeah, know? yeah, exactly. I'm like, Go they, the they got into the they got into the semifinals based on um, penalty kicks, so... Uh, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You could maybe have done that again. I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that, that was a, a rough one to watch. It was a rough one to watch, and yeah. <clears throat> the interview afterwards was rough, but... Um, There was one historical fact about this game that is actually exciting to Mm -hmm. us, Um, and that is uh, Quinn, one of the footballers on the Canada side, Mm -hmm. is one of the first transgender athletes to participate in the Olympics. Um, Mm -hmm. Apparently, at this Olympic Games, there are three transgender athletes total, um, if I'm reading the headlines correctly. I haven't. Actually, you scroll down the list of every single athlete, but that's what (laughs) I've gathered so far. Um, And Quinn is one of them. Quinn is trans non-binary competing on the uh, Canada soccer team. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I like that they are competing is because... Basically, everything in the sports world changes through evolution. Right. Like, there's usually a catastrophic event or at least some need for change that leads to things evolving. It usually doesn't happen just because. Mm -hmm. So, for example, with football, the game as we know it, the rule set was developed by Walter Camp. That's why he's called the father of American football, Mm -hmm. not because he invented it, but because he imp- transformed he it. he was instrumental yes he transformed it yeah. he was instrumental in implementing a lot of the rules that that still are used today mm-hmm. because people were literally dying playing the game of football ah huh. like because it was it was so, so physical. physical
1: yeah yeah
0: and they weren't wearing a lot of protective gear and they didn't have a down system and so it was it was just a lot of violence. and Um, And that's actually, the the term sissy actually comes from uh, President Teddy Roosevelt. That's a word that uh, that particular president used to describe young men that were afraid to play football. And I'm like, wow. But they didn't want (laughs) to die. like. (laughs) (laughs) But that was like Damn teddy That was shit. like the mindset. It was like, "Well, I don't want to be no sissy, so I'm going to just go out here and risk my life over this game," which I mean, technically they still kind of are, but it's there's not as many occurrences uh, yeah. of actual death. Yeah. But um I there was a game did now. There was a game called Bloody Monday, look it up. A lot of people died and got very injured during that game. Just and so one game. Y- just one game. Just one game. Oh. Yeah. Um Mm-mm. and so Walter Camp Came in was like okay, so here's what we're gonna do. Here's how we're gonna change the game, <laughs> uh-huh. you know. And even after that, they still had to change the game again to make it entertaining. After they implemented the rule changes, right. the NBA, which we talked about, um, came about. With uh, two different leagues that came together to form the NBA, and even mm-hmm. that happened decades after the game was invented. The very first iteration of the game right. of basketball, the hoops had bottoms, and, and dudes had to <laughs> climb up ladders to get the actual ball baskets. out. Yeah, actual baskets. <laughs> yeah. They had to climb up ladders to get the ball out, and then climb back down. There were nine people on each side. It was a whole different game, and eventually they were like, "Okay, let's let's keep tweaking it." You know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Women's gymnastics in the Olympics, it used to be all artistic. They didn't do nearly as many of the stunts. Some of the the events women can participate in now, they couldn't. Mm -hmm. Um, If you look at individual players, Michael Jordan, um, he decided to put on muscle and change the way that he played the game and became Mm -hmm. more dominant after getting his ass beat, literally, by the bad boy Pistons. Um, So there are just so many instances throughout the history of sports where we see players develop and associations develop and games develop because it's like, this is not working. We need to do something else. And I feel like Quinn is an example of the next phase of evolution for sports, which is addressing this issue of gender in sports. Yeah. Um, Yeah, head on. Like, we know now that there's more than two genders, Mm -hmm. but the sports world is based on on this binary binary idea of gender. Yes. And it's becoming more and more of an issue, right? Mm -hmm. Like, would you say so?
1: Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Like, but the thing is, like, I don't, I, I don't think I will ever understand why there has to be differences between the. The game that women play and the man, the game that men play. Like, why is the basketball for women smaller? Why is the bar for lifting for women thinner or lighter?
0: Well, here's why. So, like, <laughs> no, Here but, but, but here's what makes it. Come- complicated though it's because like statistically speaking Mm -hmm. women have smaller hands yeah right yeah and so okay (laughs) (laughs) and so like the the idea is that we'd be able to handle a smaller ball better we'd be able to handle a smaller bar better but it's interesting that you bring up the bar because so that's one good example of how sometimes changes are made that may or may not be necessary depending Mm -hmm. so um for for a long time there was just one size bar you know, and the women who competed in different weightlifting uh, contests, they had to learn how to use that bar. Right. And then the smaller bar was developed, and for a little while after that, a lot of women competitors actually had trouble with the smaller bar because they had gotten used to the bigger one. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, so was development of the smaller bar actually better? For for a lot of my gin pop clients, it works for them. You right. know, mm-hmm. but for actual competitors. I I really don't know if that is something that was necessary, and I wasn't there when they decided to do it, so maybe it was. But it's like this whole idea of taking things that apply to the general population and mm-hmm. then applying it to athletes. Mm-hmm. And so if you take the general population, yes, the average man is probably stronger than the average woman. Mm-hmm. It's probably taller, probably weighs more, probably has more muscle mass. And even as athletes, there are differences, but I guess the thing that I see as somebody who plays a sport where I often participate in gender-inclusive competitions Mm -hmm. and I compete with and against transgender athletes, Mm -hmm. trans women, trans non-binary, trans men, Mm -hmm. I see so many variations in body type and strength and height and weight and muscle mass and this that he can really fit it doesn't fit the
1: statistics. Right, it's just
0: it's just way too fluid to be like you got to pussy you over here, you got to dick you over there. Yeah, like uh-huh. it's just there's just way too much variation. Yeah. you know, uh-huh.
1: and even, even even just within the cis women that we play with, the range of height and weight. And shape and and skating skill is just so
0: different. It's so different. Exactly, and and that's the thing that gets me. When when people start talking about trans women participating in sports, I don't understand where this fear comes from. Yeah. That you know, trans women are just going to come into a sport and just dominate. Because when they talk about it, <laughs> here's here's the thing that I notice. Here's the thing that they that irks me. People always talk as though. Men that can't cut it in the men's uh in a man's sport uh uh-huh. are going to pretend to be a woman uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. And, then, and then and uh-huh. then dominate in a woman's sport. So here's all the issues I have with that. One
1: <laughs> all the issues. I'm just all I'm just gonna speak on my
0: sport. <laughs> I I've I've had situations where I've skated against other men with comparable mm-hmm. levels of experience. Oh, yeah. And they mm-hmm. didn't just dominate me like it was, it was oh, competitive yeah. you know and sometimes I won those competitions oh, yeah. I've jammed against four four male blockers and okay. gotten out and gotten points uh-huh you know and gotten yeah. lead hell yeah so there's that two you can't just pretend to be a woman it's like <laughs> it's like if you if you talk to somebody and you get to know them and you know their life like, you'll know if they're a woman mm-hmm. or if they're just pretending to be a woman during a practice or during games. So I don't understand where th- where this idea comes from that a man is just going to... Mm-hmm. Like, like y'all watching too much Joanna Man. Like, cut <laughs> it out. You can't just pretend to be a woman and then yes. live the rest of your life as a man and nobody's going to notice. Right, it's exactly, not, exactly. It's not going to work. And just
1: because you, you may think that because you were born a cis male and you trans, you become a trans woman, and you're going to be better at this sport than the rest of the women that have been practicing and training for their entire lives? Come on now.
0: Yeah, not go, always the case. Go home. Shut the fuck but, up. But here's the thing. Even if you are afraid... That a man is going to pretend to be a woman. And participate in women's sports. Then your issue isn't with trans women. It's it's with with deceitful men. Yes.
1: It's with men. So how about we. Creepy and predator men. That's just How about we deal with
0: (laughs) deceitful, creepy, predatory men. Mm -hmm. And stop coming after trans women. Yes. Exactly. And then on top of that. Like I was saying earlier, the trans women that I've played against don't necessarily dominate the sport. When I think, 100%. even in my own league, when I think about the skaters that I'm just like, ooh, they are tough. The trans women don't come to mind first. Nothing right. nothing against you guys. <laughs> like, y'all are some good skaters, but I think of Peace War. I'm thinking of Freight Train. train? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of Helga, who is quite frankly taller and bigger than some of the trans women I've skated against. Mm-hmm. You know? And um, she's just, right, she's I'm thinking of of women like uh, like OJ that just like you know not a very big woman, but I've seen <laughs> I've hit. seen her blow up all kinds yeah. of
1: <laughs> all kinds of people, all kinds like, of people.
0: <laughs> like you she wanna be on her brings team. to hurt regardless of gender,
1: and so I guess I just I
0: it mean, just
1: doesn't make sense. And like right. if you have issues with that, is this a personal issue? It is, and it, it's a a um, transphobic, yes, but also is, is your issue is with is with the men? It's not really with the trans people.
0: And and here's the other issue that I have. It's you can tell that it's not necessarily about the competitors because, like, let's let's take roller derby as an example again. Most of the derby community mm-hmm. is comfortable with transgender athletes competing,
1: right? One hundred percent.
0: But we will still get comments from people outside of the derby community attacking our community, attacking Mm -hmm. our teammates Mm -hmm. for including these transgender people. Mm -hmm. So if your issue really is you're concerned about competition, then you shouldn't have a problem with derby because if you were watching derby competitions, you would see that transgender skaters don't mess up the competition. They don't just come in and make all the difference and just dominate the game. So you wouldn't have that issue. Mm -hmm. So if your concern is the happiness or the enjoyment or the fulfillment of the athletes and you're looking at a community of athletes that's saying, hey, we're comfortable with our Mm -hmm. transgender teammates and community members. Leave us alone. Mm -hmm. Then you wouldn't have anything to say. So it really does come down to just hatred of transgender people. That's all this is. A lot of these people that are speaking against it, I don't even think they know any transgender people. And that honestly doesn't surprise me because if it weren't for my involvement in the derby community, I might not even know any transgender people. I think okay. I know one transgender person and there's somebody who recently trans- transitioned um, outside of the derby community. But as far as knowing like multiple trans athletes, multiple non-binary athletes, mm-hmm. multiple people who are who represent various letters in the LGBTQIA plus community, mm-hmm. um, you know, even relationship styles, you know, yep. poly <laughs> people, all that, like, uh-huh. I've, I've been introduced to all that through the Derby community. So somebody Same. who hasn't been a, a part of that, mm-hmm. I can understand why they might be ignorant, but I would just prefer if they would just deal with their ignorance mm-hmm. and leave us alone.
1: Yes. <laughs> because <laughs> Go home. Go home.
0: Yeah, because it's we like- We don't need you here. If you're going to come with that energy, we don't
1: need you here. We don't want you in the community. Because- Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, Sorry. I no, go ahead,
0: enough. go ahead. But here's my thing. And, you know, um, I thought I thought of this last month because, so for, for those of you who aren't familiar with who we are, uh, Bitch One and I participated in a photo shoot for Teen Vogue for an article that was talking about the participation of transgender athletes in the Derby community. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that really got me in the aftermath of that photoshoot taking place and the article being released was that all of us were excited about the photos coming out. All of us were sharing the article, Mm -hmm. sharing the Instagram post, putting it on Facebook, putting it on all of our social media. Mm -hmm. All of us were really excited about it, except for one person. And that was the, the transgender woman that was participating with us. This woman locked down all of her social media accounts because... She was so concerned about backlash that she might receive. Are you serious? Yes.
1: I didn't know. Don't look I know her she's- up on
0: Facebook. You cannot tag her in anything. If you are not already following her on Twitter, you cannot find her. But it's because That's even though insane. we're inclusive and even though we love her and even though she's our teammate. Yeah. Because I know she said she didn't want to be tagged In posts, but that's as far as I You can't tag her. I tried to tag her in something else that was posted by a mutual friend of ours and I couldn't do it. Oh, Lord. And so it was just this bittersweet feeling that like we were acknowledged by this major publication. We got these awesome photos taken, Mm -hmm. a lot of support from within the community. But despite all the support and love that we have to give the The one person who was actually quoted in the article, because none of us none of us were interviewed for the article. Mm-hmm. We did the photo shoot, but we mm-hmm. weren't interviewed.. Yep. but this the one person who was actually quoted in the article couldn't celebrate it the way that we were celebrating it mm-hmm. because she's trans, and she has to deal with that backlash directly. I know The other trans woman that is
1: on the article didn't even want to give her name either. Right. It was just the initial of her derby name.
0: Yes. And and so that's why, yeah, our sport is inclusive and we have transgender teammates and community members, but that's not enough. That's why we still speak about this, because yes. I personally am not going to be satisfied until my trans teammates can celebrate those moments just like the rest of us right. can mm-hmm. and not be scared and not have to hold back and wonder what's going to happen yeah. if somebody finds out this is me in this article. You right. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. so that's really why I have a problem. But getting back to the Olympics and and Quinn, so you have Quinn, who's the Canadian footballer, um, and there's also a trans non-binary athlete that um, is on a WNBA team, and there's a trans woman that competed in the Olympics in – Olympic weightlifting. Mm -hmm. They didn't. um, She didn't medal, but she did participate. And Mm -hmm. I believe there were rules a couple years ago that prohibited her from participating, but now she can. Yeah. And I think we're we're seeing something happen where we're going to have to figure out a solution for all of these people who are being pushed out of the sport because there are women who are who who aren't even trans mm-hmm. but were uh-huh. prohibited from participating in the Olympics because, because of, of, of the their the naturally little... high yes. testosterone levels. Yes. Yes.
1: And but it's the thing cool is if Michael Phelps has uh, a other, bigger bigger long
0: capacity than
1: the rest of the human race. That's right. cool.
0: But like so so yeah it's like some athletes Mm-mm. are allowed to use their adaptive traits yes. to their <laughs> advantage and some Aren't and it just doesn't make sense to me, especially considering that testosterone is not the only marker of maleness. Right, you know there are other androgens. And it needs to but, be considered.
1: Yeah, but it also changes throughout your life and like whatever you're doing, like those levels changes. Like it's you can't just just test it one time and be like, oh no, I'm sorry, dude, it's too big, it's too high.
0: Yeah, like bruh. <laughs> and I might even look at it differently if they told these women. Okay, you can't compete in this category, but you can compete over here. But instead, it's you can't compete in this category, and you just can't compete yeah, at, at, all, at, all. at all. All those dreams you had, all that training that mm-hmm. you've done, gone. done, mm-hmm. Gone. Mm-hmm. We don't care. Mm-hmm. Testosterone too high. Go home. Mm-hmm. That is insane to me. That is so... That and so, and so that's why I'm saying we, ha- we have to come up with something mm-hmm. because you can't just keep excluding people for this arbitrary reason. But
1: it's mostly women. That's just, it's like, well... It's, I don't know it, it, it just it makes me really upset and it makes me really mad and then like even on the Olympics like trans men can just compete with no repercussion like would you like you're good trans man you're good but if you're a trans woman you need to be on on you know whatever is it the meds,
0: hormones? huh is it hormones on you hormones know? yeah for
1: 12 months before you're eligible to compete on the olympics like why is that rule only for trans women it just i don't know it all of it is just like it just i don't know those people all of them have been training for so long and they all deserve a chance to compete and 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 show the world what they're capable of regardless okay here
0: here i found it um The International Olympic Committee's guidelines issued in 2015 allow Mm -hmm. any transgender athlete to compete as a woman provided their testosterone levels are below 10 nanomoles Mm -hmm. per liter for at least 12 months before their first competition. Uh, While transgender men are eligible to compete in the male categories without restriction, Mm -hmm. transgender women must hit a number of qualifications before they can compete according to the IOC's official guidance. Athletes transitioning from male to female must declare their gender as female for at least four years, demonstrate their testosterone levels are between 10 animals for, min- uh, for a minimum of 12 months, and maintain those levels throughout the duration of their eligibility to compete. And so that's the other thing for me. It's like, like you said, no restrictions for trans men, um, but all these... Hoops to jump through for trans women. Mm-hmm. And I remember having a discussion with a friend of mine, and I was just like, I don't understand why all of the conversations around surrounding transgender people seem to uh, center on trans women. And he made a comment like, oh, well, because if you transition from being a woman to being a man, you're joining the winning team. And it was kind of an asshole comment. That is an asshole (laughs) comment. But he's right. In a patriarchal society. Oh, well well done. (laughs) You're joining the winning team. So you gain privilege Mm. from becoming a man. And one (laughs) of those privileges is that you can compete in whatever sport you want. Um, Provided that you perform at expected levels. (laughs) You know, that's still a a thing. I don't know. We need to smash the patriarchy. But it, it, it it just shows that. There's just this fear about what's going to happen to women or some sort of fear about whether or not women um, are good enough. Yeah. Whether or not women can compete with other women. Like, I I don't understand what they keep saying they're trying to protect (laughs) us from. I don't. I keep trying to put it into words, but I don't get it. I'm like, what are you trying to protect us from? Like, somebody please explain. Right. In a, in a logical way, like I've heard some of the explanations that are given, but I mean an actual logical give me, give me explanation the, the misogynistic of what? Ones. <laughs> yeah, I've heard the misogynistic <laughs> explanations exactly, but I'm like, I need an actual understanding of what it is you think you're you're protecting us from because yeah. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. I know,
1: me neither. I don't. I don't know if I. I really do hope that we're gonna see change in this. You know, in our lifetime, in this
0: scenarios, in this thing, but. I mean, we could. There are so many other ways to set up sports classifications.
1: Yeah. You know? I mean, duh, but it, as long as everything is run by man, eh, we're going to be screwed. You think so?
0: No. I mean, I'm trying to come up with an argument for that. <laughs> I okay, I'm like, oh, wait. Tiktok, on. Tock, tick tock,
1: tick tock, tick tock, tick <laughs> 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 We need to smash the patriarchy. That's what we need to do. <laughs> when
0: well, we have these conversations, I'd be like on seven and you'd be like 11. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we need to figure out a solution. You're like, smash the patriarchy. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm, I'm trying to speak in terms that all of our listeners will understand. You're like, Fuck it. Smash the
1: picture. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just tired of the argument. Like, you know, like, women are too emotional. Like, women are like, whatever, whatever. Like, uh,
0: you're in your period. Like, mm, whatever. <laughs>
1: but they do, you know, they do
0: think we're, like, always on our periods. They, like- <laughs> they do. As soon as you, would
1: like, change your demeanor just a bit. Like,
0: oh, are you on your period?
1: Bitch, no, I'm
0: just having a day. You don't have days? Is that, like, what? No they do they have days where they smash their rackets and then they drop out of (laughs) the competition that's right two days after criticizing Mm. a woman for uh, taking taking care of their mental health Right. that's Mm. that's what they do on their days Mm. (laughs) oh
1: it makes like oh it makes my blood boil oh (laughs) but anyways yeah tell me like tell me just one woman that has started a war that has pressed that button to start a war yeah, but we ain't been running shit though. That's what I'm saying. We didn't even neglect. Like, but we're the emotional ones, and we're the ones that start all the shit, and we're the ones that fight all the time, and we're the ones like,
0: Mm-mm.
1: I can't, I can't. I'm not, I'm not get too worked
0: up with this. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you have that one. I will, I will say this. Okay, so to to a degree, I think you're right that as long as men are running things, we don't have much of a shot of changing this right because whatever their perspective is on women they seem to feel like these divisions are necessary and I'm not saying that there should be no divisions I'm just saying that we should divide it a different way Mm -hmm. so that trans athletes don't have to constantly feel misgendered or feel like they have to choose
1: one side or the other one side or the Mm -hmm. other
0: just a way that acknowledges the fact that we have more than one gender, right, right? But I think as it becomes more common in the mainstream, it'll become more necessary in sports. I don't know which one will make the leap first, but I do believe that this is the beginning of it, yeah. Um, and we'll see where it goes. The conversation is simply taking up, uh, it's taking too much speed mm-hmm. for people to keep ignoring it, yeah. I think, I, yeah, I agree. um, because if nothing else. Entirely new leagues can be created. New competitions can be created. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, like, roller derby is one example of that, but there's lots of other things where it's like we see that gap between men and women is just not that big, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And, like, also, like, a lot of, like, if
1: not all men's leagues, they're not even... They don't even have any
0: clause or anything that said just men. Where the women... Yeah, so technically, a woman... Could Get drafted to the NBA
1: Technically, but I wonder I don't why think... that doesn't happen mm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that's just expectations I think a woman would have to do some pretty impressive stuff You don't
1: think, like, Candace can hold her own in an NBA game? I, I think she's better
0: than some NBA players, especially right. if we, especially if we consider full rosters. Like yeah. if you look at a full roster, yeah, like yeah, yeah, I think there are some teams where Candace Parker could yeah, come exactly. out make a difference. A lot of
1: the the soccer, the women's soccer team. A lot of them can Like if if there was a game between the men's soccer team and the women's soccer team, oh girl,
0: I'm sorry for you guys. I'm sorry because I y'all think it would be interesting lost. to see. Oh me I'm, too. I'm not oh, gonna claim I know who would win. But I mean, I coming, wouldn't be surprised if the woman if the women won. Or I mean, I have I, I I could put my hand on the fire
1: and I'm not gonna get burned because they are gonna win. I don't care. <laughs> the men's soccer team, the U.S. men's soccer team. I'm sorry, you guys, but you all suck. I'm sorry. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, soccer has been my sport for a long time, pretty much all my life, and I've watched a lot of soccer. And I'm sorry, but. The women's team is better. I've never soccer. even watched
0: the U.S. men's soccer team because I've ever since I've been even remotely interested in soccer, I've heard they were trash. So they are. <laughs> <laughs> they just are. They're just trash. So they I are. just I just watch the women, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's. I mean, to me, it's it's fun to watch soccer, anyways. But it's you know, I don't know. It's just yeah, they're trash.
0: <laughs> All right. Well. I don't think we're gonna come to a resolution on this today. And honestly, we don't have to. Like, we don't this, have to. this is just another part of the conversation. The mm-hmm. conversation's gonna keep going. Mm-hmm. And as our new developments, we can always revisit it. Yep. I'm just happy that there is a conversation. I'm happy that this conversation has made its way to the world stage. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, makes and sense. I'm excited to see where this is gonna go, whether the established institutions are going to change the way that they do things. Or if there is actually enough support for there to be new institutions that right. can grow and be there for people of the future mm-hmm. that need a different way of categorizing the sports that right. they love. Like so, th- there
1: should be a place for everybody on a high level like the Olympics.
0: I agree. So, makes so, sense. <laughs> so, so we'll see how it goes. Um, so other than that... Uh, tonight, actually in a few hours, yes, U.S. men's basketball team is going to be playing against Spain. Hey, I'm, I I'm gonna record it and I'll watch it tomorrow. I I can't wait to see what Jason Tatum does. <laughs> <laughs> well, them arms and shit. Mm. His arms really are nice. Oh my mm. god. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I didn't notice before. Like, because you, know, you were too busy looking at Booker. <laughs> Booker, I really... Dear, dear Devin. <laughs> I need you to record that for me. Well, I guess technically it is recorded. I mean, I'm gonna need to play that back while you're gone because I feel like I can't bring him up now. <laughs> without you being like, dear Devin. But no, for real. Dear Devin. Um, I really hope you take my words to heart earlier. I'm, I'm not trying to hurt you. I would love to see you have a good game tonight. Um, it would mean the world to me, honestly, especially because since Japan is like 14 hours ahead of us, it's my birthday. So, you know, if you want to win me back as a fan, if you want to win me back, if if you could do some impressive things on my birthday, make this game exciting for me, it would mean the world. But otherwise, Devin is on the line, man. Like you
1: gotta do something about this, man. And you got my girl here like all sad and shit.
0: You can you can do this to her, man. You can. otherwise, mm-hmm. um, Jason, let's see what you got. <laughs> We're so sick. Dude, Jason. <laughs> oh. What? Simone Biles, she's competing in balance beam. Yes, she is. <laughs> I saw that. I'm so excited. I can't wait to see it. Balance beam isn't even one of her favorite events, mm-hmm. but I'm really excited that she is going to compete in something before she leaves Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so proud of her for, like, yes, there were mental health issues, but there she was also dealing with something called the twisties, which. I don't fully understand. Someone described it as trying to compete in gymnastics with uh, something like vertigo. Mm. Um, oh, interesting. And I saw the video of her training and, and trying to, I guess, fight her way out of that. And mm-hmm. I'm assuming that she has enough to compete in balance beam. Um, but from what I understand, she actually changed the landing of her routine so that she doesn't have to twist and oh, there. Right. She changed it to all a double right. pike. So she did have to make that adjustment, but I'm really proud that she is still... Uh, competing and that mm-hmm. she managed to do it on her own terms she yep. didn't feel pressured to compete in events that she wasn't prepared to compete in yeah um, she found a pathway to do it in a way that was safe for her mm-hmm. and I think she set an example for the entire sports world and black women mm-hmm. everywhere yep. so Simone Biles I'm so excited to watch you I'm so proud of you can't wait to see it yeah, so
1: you have all our support
0: Still, all our support. So, this will be a good night of watching more Olympic events. <laughs> so, on that note, I'm bitch two. I am bitch one. This has been another episode of Bitches, bitches love, love Sports. Sports! Bye. <laughs>